Thank you for listening to the Welcome Kevin and Philip Project Kevin Podcast. Project. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Philip Project. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us. Welcome to episode number seven of the Philip and Kevin Project. Sitting here with Philip, we're just gonna go the two of us today. No guests uh, like we had last week. Had a good time with Paul. Thanks, Paul, for uh, joining us uh, last last podcast we did a couple weeks ago. But just the two of us. So uh, if you liked Paul and a guest, I'm sorry. It's just gonna be the two of us today. We're gonna just jump right in here today. And uh, let's let's start with our stories of the week. That's become a popular segment of our podcast. So, Philip, I'll let you go first with your story of, of, of the last two weeks. Well, hello. Welcome back. And thanks for listening to us again. I've got a little bitty crazy story. I thought it was interesting. I just saw it in the uh, Salina Post, I believe. But um, back about a week ago, there's been two sightings of a bull moose on the loose near Mankato, oh, yeah. Kansas. I saw that. And uh, I, I read on there, they said it's the first time a moose had officially been seen in the state of kansas since 1989 so we're we're not a real moosey state that's that's a short one and then i had another crazy story we've talked about this cdb and the marijuana rules and from state to state and i was reading on i was i was curious of like there were a lot of people that used to drive to colorado and now they can drive to oklahoma and you start thinking about the amount of sales that go on, on the state line that are coming from out of state well, uh, they did a survey in the state of Oregon that borders Idaho. And uh, believe it or not, this isn't a joke. The statewide average is up on the, on the border count, counties 420% compared to the rest of the state. Yep. Now, I thought for a minute that's a spoof story since it was 420 as the percentage. But, <laughs> yeah. but still, yeah, you just, I, I've, I've wondered to myself now, I wonder on the state line down in Newkirk and going across over towards Bartlesville, if the numbers aren't higher yep. there and if Kansas isn't losing money over into Oklahoma, and how really do you stop that. it? How yeah. do you stop it? And that's, so, and that's the thing is how do you stop it? Because, I mean, you just – you really have to – you know, if you're dead set on stopping it, you really just have to try to find anybody you can and, and try to get, keep that from coming up. You know, I, I used to – I don't do it as much now for work, but I used to travel quite a bit to Denver, and it was right at the time that they started allowing recreational marijuana in Colorado – and I'm not kidding you that I would not get to Colby every single trip before I would get pulled over for going 78 and a 75. What would happen is that highway patrolman would pull in behind me, and he would follow me. He'd run my taxi. I'm in a rental car because I, we always rent cars for right. work. And as soon as he sees me in a rental car, would pull me over. And every time I got a warning or nothing, but every single time. So I got to the point where I just keep my suitcase in the back seat instead of the trunk because I would tell them, you know, obviously I'm traveling for work, and so they'd start, you know, peeking through the windows in the car. But every single trip I would get pulled over as soon as they ran my plates and saw I was in a rental car. Did you feel like they were looking a little closer at your car and Absolutely. in your back seat and everything? Absolutely, yep. Or sniffing yep. a little deeper as they yep. walked up? As soon as the first thing he would do is walk up and ask for the my ID and registration, and you could see him looking around the car. So – yeah, there was a few times when he would, when I would say, "I'm, I'm, I'm traveling for work." Well, if you don't see suitcases and stuff, well, that's kind of shady, right? Right. So I would a couple times I would get out of my vehicle and have to open up my trunk 
and show him that I actually do have a suitcase and I have clothes with me from from traveling and, and staying overnight instead of just trying to to get to Colorado, get the stuff and get back as quick as possible. Well, I, I drive back and forth into Oklahoma quite a bit, and usually it's through uh, just down the interstate on 35. Right. The, but I haven't noticed a difference in the amount of officers looking at the state line since Oklahoma changed the law or anything. I haven't really paid that much of attention to it, but I, I haven't noticed any difference. But I think there's so much travel back and forth with the casinos just across the border that yep. they're probably used to the traffic yep. back and forth at this point. Yeah, so, obviously they're looking for something suspicious, and and the whole you know I don't know a lot about the the drug trafficking business, but uh, from what I've heard and and seen and read and stuff like that, you know they do a lot of times use rental cars and things like that yeah. to do that, and so I think like I said I think that was a situation where I think they see somebody breaking the law, something they would typically let go, but they run those plates and they see it's a rental car. Yep. immediately better check it yep. out yep so well did you have a crazy story i do and mine's going to take a few minutes to set up here um obviously both of us are baseball fans and this is this is from the from the baseball world um i i read this article back probably october-ish of last year i've been kind of holding on to it like to like to get your thoughts on this and you know obviously i uh, as we've talked about i'm a, I'm a coach of some youth sports as well I thought it would be fitting to have a conversation about this, but there was a JV coach in New Jersey, JV baseball coach, that was sued for telling a kid to slide into third base in a game back in 2012. <laughs> and this, is, again, I'm going to have to take a few minutes to set this up. But So this kid broke his ankle during the slide, and that's where this all stems from. But, you know, this kid was a great athlete. Uh, given his talent, he was probably going to do, you know, probably Division One type of athlete. So that, that was kind of key in this. but So this happens in 2012. Kid slides into third base, breaks his ankle out for the season, ends up not playing sports again, multiple surgeries, and we'll get into all that. But this was in 2012. In 2015, the guy's coaching at a different school, and some attorneys show up from the insurance company and start telling him what's going on. He has no idea that this, this, is, this train is heading towards him. They show up. So it ends up in 2016, so another year later, so four years after the, the injury, they, he has to do a deposition. And, and, the, and the insurance attorneys, this is never going to see a courtroom. This is absolutely ridiculous. In 2017, February 2017, it's done. Judge makes a ruling, thinks it's all behind him. 2018, he's driving to coach another game with a different team, and he gets a text from a friend asking why he's being sued. Has no idea this is coming. And I'll put the link on this on, on our Facebook page of the story. But it's really interesting if you go read the the transcripts from the testimony for this. Basically, like I said, the kid ends up having five surgeries, gets, has depression, panic attacks, <laughs> and all these kind of things from the situation. Ultimately, at the end of the story, I don't want to blow it. He he gets found not guilty. But well, but for that. but as I'm reading this story, I'm thinking as a youth coach, you know. I don't ever think about this kind of stuff. Like, like I'm out there. I, I feel like when I make decisions and I talk to the girls, I have the girls' best interest. In, and in is this kid a volunteer, so, volunteer youth coach? Yeah. He's, a, I, he's okay. a JV high school coach, okay. so I'm guessing he gets paid something, yeah. but, but very little. You know. But think about that. If he gets found liable for that injury, he's oh, yeah. for, for sending the kid to third base and telling the kid to slide, 
I mean, what does that what does that do to sports? Like that that to me is is absolutely like if you're coaching the guy to take a charge in basketball, I guess now if you're injured during the taking the charge, the basketball coach could be sued. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to this thing with football, you know, even the protective gear and the lack of hitting, and I think it all comes back to all the fear of the concussion uh, lawsuits. It all comes back then. College has gone a step further than the NFL has to the point where sometimes it's ridiculous. uh, Even in the national championship game when the kid from LSU was thrown out of the game early, I thought it was a great play. But I know that they're – Maybe the officials have the fear of they're going to be sued if someone becomes hurt. I don't know. But I, it's, it's I just think about this story, and it's like, man, it, if a kid gets hurt, every time a kid gets hurt, yep. is an insurance company going to write a, a six- or seven-figure check to the parents? Like, this is one of those that once, if it happens and they get found guilty, then everybody's going to oh, be on board with that. Loose. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'll be signing up my kids to start playing sports <laughs> because they're accident-prone to begin with. <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, we're not, we aren't really to a sports section yet, but you're talking about baseball here. You know, one of the, and we'll get a little bit more into this cheating scandal here in a minute that we were, that the Houston Astros got caught up in, and then several other teams have been indicted. But one of the most frustrating things I've read two days ago, Representative Bobby Rush, a Democrat out of Illinois, he has, on Friday, he called for the House to hold hearings into the ongoing cheating scandal. So can you imagine (laughs) they're going to get, get Congress involved in it now? That's just so those guys love to, to stick their nose into anything that isn't. I mean, Major League Baseball handled it just fine. Yeah. They, the guys are out of a job. The fine was huge. Why would we waste our taxpayers' money <laughs> on investigating a private business's scandal inside their own private business? I think it's ridiculous. Well, uh, on one side of that argument, I would say maybe we live in a pretty good country when the biggest thing our government needs to tackle right now is a cheating scandal in yeah, Major League yeah. Baseball. But on the flip side of that, I think you and I and probably every one of our listeners knows that that's not really the case. They probably <laughs> have some some things to to address outside of of a of a game that yeah. that some some guys play. So hey, well let's let's just jump right into it. We're gonna do this later, but since we're talking about baseball, let's talk about the cheating. Obviously, both uh, as as we've talked about, both of us are are big baseball fans. What did you think about? Uh, you know, obviously you mentioned that it was handled. What did you think about the the penalties laid down on the Astros and the cheating? I originally and still somewhat, I thought they were harsh, awful harsh. Um, especially when I first heard what all was going on was. Um, they were getting signals, you know, somebody on the somebody in the bench was stealing signals and they were sending in the calls by banging on a trash can. My initial thought was if I'm pitcher or the catcher of the team who's getting cheated against and I'm not catching on that they know my signals, that's on them more than that's on me because we start learning how to steal signals whenever we're in the yep, tenth, eighth grade yeah. eighth or ninth grade. I mean I, I remember used to whenever I was I coached high school baseball or was an assistant coach in high school baseball when I first got out and I remember sitting in the dugout and there's a lot of coaches our coach didn't do this so much but we there's a lot of coaches that call the pitchers you know mm-hmm. call the call the yep. catcher out the signal for what he, they want the pitcher to throw and if you'll sit there and watch them, you can figure out pretty fast oh, that they're just get, leaving an open yep. hand is curveball, yep. a closed hand's a fastball, or things like that. And uh, of course, if you can get that, that into the kids, say, hey, fastball, look, fastball, look. Fa-. Yep. I don't think that's cheating. I think that's a part of baseball. It's why a catcher runs out and mixes up the signals Absolutely. when a guy gets on second right. base. Um, but then I read 
that there was electronics involved in it. Right. That's what kind of threw me. And they said that, like, Altuve, and now I'm a Yankee yep. fan. You know Altuve walked off the Yankees in Game yes. 7 to go to the World Series yes. against Chapman throwing 103 miles an hour. I'm not going to just say this because I'm a Yankee fan, but honestly, if Altuve knows I'm looking dead red on a fastball and I don't have to look at Chapman's curve, I'm just, I know it's dead red fastball, my odds of hitting it go up significantly. significantly. Yes. Now, he still had to do it. I mean, that's the, you still have to hit it, and so I'm not going to take away his talent, but I'm telling you, guys will hit batting practice. If they know a fastball's coming to them all day, they'll yep. wear out a fastball all day yep. long. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I thought the penalties were harsh as well. You know, I think that, you know, Beltran, for example, I was kind of excited, you know, him being a Royal um, mm-hmm. in the past, you know, kind of following his career. I was kind of excited about him getting opportunity to, to manage a big league team, especially with no real, no real experience from him. You know, right. you know, it, it was going to be interesting to see because, you know, we talked about on previous podcasts about the recycling of coaches. Yeah. And, and he's in, a new one. In baseball, it's horrible. I heard yep. Buck Showalter is get, still getting interviews for Well, and they, they're saying Dusty Baker may come back and, and interview <laughs> for the men. Dusty Baker's got to be 75 years old. There's surely yeah. somebody out yeah. there that's yeah. – so, You know, so, they gave A.J. Hinch a chance out in um, Arizona a few years back. He yeah. did a good enough job that he got hired by the Astros. And I've always thought A.J. Hinch is a stand-up guy. I've followed him, his limited big league career, because he, he came out of Midwest City – high school went to Stanford and so I I watched him that back in high school knew who he was the whole time he's a great catcher back then but when he got hired on he hired some Oklahoma people uh that Lisa knows one of the girls that goes along as like in a traveling assistant she gets it's a great job just to travel and she always talks great about him great guy you know wonderful guy for him to have got fired for this after having just won the World Series the year before and then and then in the World Series in the second year, you know, he's got his career is on the fast path straight up. Yep. I don't know how deep he could have been involved in it to be able to get fired in that situation. He right. must have known that there was electronics right. in their uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the electronics, I think, is the kicker, right? I mean, and, and I think MLB said that they could not absolutely prove that that was happening. I don't know if you saw the video of Altuve when he was – after I don't know if it was the same home run, but there was a home run that he hit, and he was telling them not to tear off his jersey. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I saw that clip. CC uh, Sabathia put on Twitter. I follow quite a few of the Yankee guys on Twitter. He put a uh, screen like an airport screener that you walk through. He put it on oh, the way between, I saw that. <laughs> between yeah. the uh, batter's box and the and the yep. cert and the batter's circle. Said the I Astros are going to need that yeah, next year. They have year. to have that next year. I thought that was pretty <laughs> yep. funny. Yeah, I agree. Still, with you, yet though. I hate the harsh. I think it was a little. All the fines and everything were a little bit to the extreme, and government saying that they need to investigate it. It went on with, and maybe it went on with more than one team. There went a little bit deeper. But I read a guy. I cannot tell you his name right now. I read a big leaguer that's played forever, and he said we all did it. He coached, managed, played yep. everything. He said we had a guy specifically sitting in the third base in our mm-hmm. watching the third base coach for signals, and we would uh, advance scout people to yep. be trying to pick up what their signals are, yep. and so it's a part of baseball. But yeah, the electronics is where it crosses yeah, the line. I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, it. You know, I as as I mentioned, I mentioned earlier that you know coaching e- even uh, youths fast pitch softball. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly I can watch a coach. And I, I'm not a Mensa member. I'm right. not a. I'm not a genius. It's amazing how quickly I can. Pick well, they're up making signs. it simple enough for kids to <laughs> get it, and 
that's just yeah. what it is. That's why I told Lisa, what are we going to start doing, hollering, uh, sacrifice bunt, sacrifice bunt, fastball, <laughs> kids, throw a fastball. Uh, I saw a, I saw a tweet today that would, that kind of put it in perspective though and and they you, you know obviously these guys lost their job I don't think anybody got fined money but so the I think the, the Astros got fined as a, as a team got fined right but none of the not, individual not an people individual, yeah so Eric Fisher who plays for the Chiefs uh, I don't know if you saw it uh, if you're a Chiefs fan I know you saw it but last week uh, during the playoff game he did a stone cold Steve Austin celebration he grabbed those two guys a uh, Bud Lights and crashed him together yeah. and dumped him on himself. The the NFL fined him a little over $14,000 for that. And they and there was a tweet today that said he got fined more for that celebration than all of the people we're talking about in the Major League Baseball cheating scandal combined. I'm glad you brought up Steve Austin. <laughs> I had a perfect analogy for the Chiefs last week when the Chiefs were down. Hey, the Chiefs were down. 21 to nothing. I was I was at a dance contest in Kansas City. I actually slept on the same floor with the Houston Texans the night before. The, the whole floor was all the Texans. Yep. And then the kids were dancing next door at the hotel next door. Well, it got 21 nothing, and a lot of people sitting down in the lobby bar were, uh, yeah, I could tell, visibly upset. All the Chiefs fans that were sitting down there. So then I walk out the door. It was 24 to nothing. All I do is walk out the door, get in my car, drives and about to from from downtown can we stand at crown center from downtown and the crown center to the racetrack i told hal my son i said turn on the radio and let's see if how bad they're getting killed now he turns it on and the announcer says as soon as i turned on it's 21 24 yep. and i said what in the world just happened it made me remember back and you just said steve austin but you remember back whenever hulk hogan was in his prime and he used to get put in a headlock and his arms would just be dragging down to the side, and yep. then the fans would all yep. start cheering. Start, yep. Well, that's the Chiefs. They were down 24 nothing. Then the fans started going crazy, and then pretty soon here come that thumb up. Yep. And then he started stomping that foot. And before <laughs> long, Hulk Hogan had a body slam on somebody. It's hilarious. I said, man, that, that's the perfect analogy. The Chiefs were Hulk Hogan that day. Well, we're recording this at almost 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. Congratulations to the 2020 AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Going to be a hell of a party here in the state of Kansas yep. Uh, yep. in two If weeks. it's anything like when the rules won back in 15, uh, I would assume that it will be bigger. And, it, and do you remember how big the party was downtown yes. for the rules? A yes. million people downtown yes. Kansas City? Yes, this, this might dwarf it. But it's it been 50 years, so I mean, it's you know the Royals obviously, uh, you know they had won some championships. Now I'm saying if they it, win it, right? If they win right. it, <laughs> I, I I think they got a good chance. I there's a couple of people I think listen that I know of that are San Francisco fans. We'll see who uh, who pulls out the NFC side. You know what's interesting? We've I got was, a couple of Green Bay fans that listen a little we bit do. too. So. What's interesting if Green Bay makes it? Yeah, State Farm, surely they're going to have a new commercial with yep, Mahomes with and, Mahomes and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers on there. So it'll be interesting. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Of course, the, the first time in 50 years the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, and my dumbass schedules a trip to New Orleans on and flying back on Super oh, Bowl you'll Sunday. Oh, be there on Su- you'll be down no, there? No, I'll be coming back, but I think we'll get back before the game. So Speaking of flying back, this I was telling Kevin earlier, we, I went to uh, – I've got some friends in Georgia, and it was their birthday weekend, and we, me and Lisa went down and saw – flew down to Atlanta – Thursday and went over to uh, their place and stayed with them in Athens, Georgia. 
we flew back home this morning on the first flight out, and there's seven flights. And this is not normal. There's seven flights to Kansas City today out of Atlanta. When we got on the plane this morning, we were one of the few people on the plane that didn't have on a Chiefs uniform. It's unbelievable. From I could Atlanta. not believe from Atlanta flying in. Now, as we got on, I noticed in the front there were several Tennessee fans as well, but the majority of the people on the plane were flying in for the Chiefs game from Atlanta. So you'd think, well, are people flying in from all over the country and are all of them actually going to the game or are they just such football nuts that they yeah. just want to be just fly around to Kansas the City. place? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I couldn't believe – and the, every flight was full yeah. all day long, seven. There's, that's not normal, seven flights out of Atlanta into Kansas City. So Yep. But you know what? Those are if, – if you're a fan of the team, those kind of flights are fun. Obviously, you know um, – You've probably done this with with OU, but uh, when K State goes to a to a bowl game, and and typically there's a lot of flights out of Wichita, or Kansas City, around yeah. where everybody's kind of flying to that destination around the same time, and man, it's just a big party. Those are those are so much fun to be on those planes and having a good yeah. time while you're up in the air. You said that the uh, flights were canceled. Yep. out of Nashville into Atlanta on Friday, or, or into Kansas City, yeah, or into Kansas yep. City, yeah. That might have added to some of the extra crowd yeah. as well and the extra planes. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was reading an article that because of the weather here, uh, a lot of the flights from Nashville to Kansas, all of the flights from Nashville to Kansas City Friday were canceled into Kansas City because of the weather. So there's a lot of people that puts their tickets online, a lot of, of Tennessee fans that weren't going to be able to make it. Um, so maybe some of them were trying to trying to figure out a way. I, I'll tell you what, man. Those, you know, we've we've obviously talked about traveling a lot. Flight schedules sometimes sometimes make make me laugh i'll give you an example real quick gonna be going to vegas in april for a golf trip i do every year with with some friends and there's a direct flight from wichita to las vegas so round trip but i'm talking about specifically the the trip there but the round trip cost is like 280 bucks so fairly inexpensive airline ticket yeah i don't i think it's 120 bucks or something and and you leave local time here at 230 i think you land there local time at like 245 great flight there is a flight listed right above it that you go from Wichita to St. Louis. You can stay on the plane in St. Louis, but you land in St. Louis, pick up some people. To Orlando, you have to deplane in a three-and-a-half-hour layover in Orlando, <laughs> get on a different plane, and fly Orlando to Las Vegas. And that's the flight out of? That's the flight. Wichita I don't understand to St. Louis that to Orlando to Las Vegas, and oh, by the way, it's more expensive than the direct flight from Wichita to Las Vegas. Probably more expensive than the drive from Salina to... <laughs> well, I don't understand them either. There was a lady on the plane today, and I have I won a couple of trips to Hawaii, so I know how long of a flight it is to Hawaii, just from Kansas City. Yep. I think Kansas City, we went from Kansas City to Phoenix, and then Phoenix to Hawaii. Well, this lady sitting behind me on the plane, she was talking to the girl sitting next to her as we were coming in. And the girl asked her where she was from, and she said she's from Hawaii, and she's in to Kansas City to see her son. But she said we, her flight was Hawaii all the way to Atlanta. Yeah. And then she spent the night and was on the first flight into Kansas City this morning. You think, you can't come up with something better than that? Yeah. Fly all the way across the United States yeah. to get back to yeah. the middle of the United States? Yeah. I mean – I guess if if you don't feel like your time is valuable in in the scenario of the flight I was looking at and and you're comfortable with saving some money and spending yeah. all day flying, 
But it was, I'm not kidding, not only was it more expensive, it was significantly more expensive. I don't understand why somebody would do that. I, I have no idea. So, well, let's... uh. Let's let's switch subjects. <laughs> I'm well, getting well, fired we've got, up just we'll go, about we, it. We're just talking about football. Before we switch it, we don't know who's going to be in the game against we them. We don't. And we may not talk yeah. again until after we, the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably be right around that time, yeah. So, um, if you were to pick, let's just say if you were to pick between San Francisco, you and I are neither one big Chiefs fans, although we I are got, Chiefs I fans. got no skin in this game. Yeah, no skin in it for me either. I I hope they win for my friend's sake. I hope they win. Um, but I think they have a better opportunity to beat Green Bay than they have to beat I would 100% San agree. I think, I think San Francisco is a scary team for Kansas City to face. Yep. I would think as a, as a Chiefs fan, you would want Green Bay there. Yeah. The, the, the fun storyline of it would be Green Bay and Kansas City. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, Super Bowl one. Yeah. Kansas would, City, Green Bay 50 years ago. It said that uh, – Park called the first game, first Super Bowl, a guy named Park, who now calls the Chiefs games, and he's going to get to call the game. His son is getting to wow. call this okay. game. I just heard him talking about it at the end of the game today, and I don't know who those guys are, but anybody out there listening that might know the Parks that are Yeah, uh, We need a fact check on yeah, that one. Someone fact checks. <laughs> we, we had uh, – I'll get off of it since Kevin was trying to leave us, but uh, we had talked about – just we're – we're, is this the first time we've talked in the new year? We actually yes, this is the first time. First time in the new year, uh, we talked about. Uh, no, it's not. Was we talked a little bit? Of, we talked to you guys last on the sixth, I believe. Okay. Um, about two weeks ago, but we didn't bring up anything about New Year's resolutions, and <laughs> uh, and I wanted to kind of go over with Kevin. Does he have any? Do you ever make a New Year's uh, resolution? And if you do, do you ever stick if, with it? If I set my goals low, I won't disappoint anybody. So <laughs> I used to. I don't really do that anymore. You know, obviously one of the popular ones is 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 the whole weight loss, getting healthier, diet, that sort of thing. Yeah, I've I've done that in the past. Uh, had some some good uh, luck in the month of January, but. It, you know, at the end of the day, if it if it's just a short term deal and you don't change your lifestyle, that you know it's 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 never going to stick. So this year, I did not do any any resolutions. You know, I started back in November, uh, working out a little bit more, and and yep. uh, ha- have done pretty well. Still still doing that four or five days a week, so that's gone well for me. I'm not a smoker. Uh, you know, I'm not. Fortunately, I'm in a situation where you know debt and that sort of thing from a money standpoint. I know those are pretty popular. The one thing I, I tried last year, it was kind of interesting, is no drinking in the month of January. Yeah. I think I probably made it a couple weeks. So th- so this year I did something different. And what I did was if I'm going to go – and I, I'm typically a, a weekend drinker. I typically don't have more than a glass of wine here and there during the week. I got to go work out before I can drink beer on the weekend. If I don't go drink beer – if I don't work out, I don't get the beer on That's the weekend. That's your rule to so, yourself. Well, just – I went to Speakeasy today to, yep. to watch the Chiefs game. I had to go work out this afternoon and, and put before an hour on the elliptical before I went to Speakeasy. Well, good. So, you you so hit far, all the so top. Good. I looked up, like, the top maybe ten resolutions people make. You hit all of them. Uh, <laughs> maybe outside of uh, – the most popular, of course, is exercise. Mode. Right. That's right. number one. Number two is – um, saving more money, yep. going to save more money this year, and then and then the rest of them kind of fall in line with it. Eat more healthy, weight loss, yep. uh, 
quit smoking. That was a, that's I don't know if that's as big as it used to be because I don't think as many people smoke as that's expensive smoke. now. Yeah, it's seven dollars a pack. I think I saw in the casino they have those machines, you know, that you can go buy on that. Yep. And I've noticed on there they're nine dollars a pack of cigarettes. That's a pretty expensive smoke when people's walking around trying to bum a smoke off of you. Yeah. Uh, then a couple more were uh, travel more. Yep. Read more. Uh, I, I should. I, I would like to do all of those, but I'm not very good about making resolutions. Who knows that you make resolutions is the guys that own the uh, workout stores, oh, Genesis, wow. and guys no. like that. This yes. is their killer time of yes. year. It's it's, uh, and I, I've mentioned this on on previous podcasts. I'll never say anything bad or make fun of somebody who's going to the gym and trying to make themselves better. Yeah, I absolutely hate the month of january at the ymca <laughs> so for those of you that don't know our ymca here in salina there's actually two parking lots there's a main parking lot and then they kind of have a satellite parking lot they built more for youth sports um when there's games going on on the weekends i think the employees actually park out there but for those first three weeks in january what's funny is if i leave work you know say at five o'clock or at four fifty, i can get a good parking spot if i leave work at five o'clock I got to park out in that satellite lot because there's so many people. But by February 1st, I'm back to getting my normal spots and, and uh, moving on. It but about uh, a month, it's, it's about, so speaking of that, so I did a little research on this because we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, the resolutions. And I don't know if you're familiar with the app Stra- Strava, I think is how you say it. I actually have it. I don't use it. Uh, I've got some family members and friends that do. Uh, it's just a, kind of a social network for athletes, if you will. It tracks some things. Say what do. it is again. Strava. Strava. Yep, S-T-R-A-V-A. But it, it's a social network for athletes. You, it tracks bike rides, runs, walks, things like that. You can do contests with people uh, that you know and that sort of thing. So they say that January 12th is the, is the fateful day of New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so based on analyzing more than days. more than 31.5 million online global activities last January, Strava was able to pinpoint the date when most people report failing their resolution for the first time. January 12th. January, we've already passed it. So everybody out there that's made a resolution, comment on our Facebook page if you made a resolution and you're sticking to it. And even I wish you would just go ahead and make a comment if you made a resolution so we can hear some of yeah. the resolutions that were made out there. But uh, go to the Kevin and Philip Project Facebook page and, and, and post that for us. We'd be interested in seeing what some of these resolutions are and see if you made it more than 12 days. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before, but my wife is a vegetarian. Yep. And so my daughter, January 1st this year, Morgan, decided she was going to try to go meatless for the month of January. And she made it to today, January 19th. She did good. That's she came upstairs. Uh, we were, I, I got to experience a little bit of Phillip's dance uh, experiences that he's explained to me yesterday. We were at a volleyball tournament. I was indoors in this gym for 13 and a half hours. Got there when the sun was down. It was dark. Left when the sun was down and it was dark. She comes, so she slept in this morning, comes up, wants lunch. She wants taquitos. So she's like, yep. I'm done with this meatless thing. So she made it to <laughs> January 19th. Uh, and how many times did you actually get to watch her play in that 13 and a half hours? How many games did she you know actually what? play? It was, so they ended up playing six matches over the course of the day. Yeah. Uh, and I ran into some friends that were there, so I watched uh, their kid play. Um, but uh, it was a full day. I mean, we, we got there at 7 
7.15, 7.20-ish in the morning, and we left about 9 o'clock last night, a little bit before 9 o'clock. So, yeah, I, I know I got I got to see more than you would typically get Well, that's get what – sometimes, like, we've been to dance that's maybe lasted eight hours, um, and the girls might dance every 50 or 60th dance, so it's like two and a, two and a half hours. And they last roughly three minutes each dance. You know, the, the length of a song, whatever song right. they picked out. Um, so I can tell you – you better love them, or you won't be able to sit there all day long. Or love dance. <laughs> yeah, or love dance. And I have seen, I'll tell you, I've got where I can tell who the good ones are whenever we're in from other town. Yep. This last past weekend when we were over in Kansas City, the uh, the girls that were there from Branson, Missouri, just unbelievable. Same age as our girls, but just you can just, you can see, I mean, they have an all-star team. Right. Everyone's right. good on the team, you know. Um, you're. They probably have a bigger pile to pick from and they may even have parents who are dancers there on some of the shows or whatever yep. but unbelievable how good those kids are so they're a lot of fun to watch uh but well you better have a taste for it oh yeah the other thing that's interesting about that is is uh, the cost aspect I and mean, you and i've talked quite a bit about that you know uh, volleyball for example um this is club volleyball season so uh we, i think we play about four or five tournaments and that's about it yep. i think beginning of, we go from about uh we started our first tournament last weekend i think we go to the beginning of march and we're done and i think we paid somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 bucks that included coaches jerseys tournament entry fees everything yeah. the team we played against and the championship was from kansas city so we went to lawrence so we got to play a lot of teams uh, same situation bigger bigger areas more to choose from the team we beat for the championship is a team from Kansas City, and one of the the parents told us that they pay fifteen hundred dollars for that same season. I wanted to say, yeah, and how do you feel now that you got your ass kicked by <laughs> by our girl? But team. but you know the dance piece of it. You know, I would I would imagine all those costumes. The costumes and are, I think, the big cost, and every one of the dances, like this, the dance in Kansas City. I think the. And I couldn't give you a bottom dollar because I try not to look at it. But the because I have two that <laughs> Lisa I pay, keeps that the, from yeah me. the. Uh, Every one of them has an entry fee, you know, the yep. kids are all, and every one of them, like, I think Gentry might have had three changes, so three different, um, you don't wear the same ones. Right, And Ever. then I've always thought, why don't we hand them down? But th it never works that way. Yep. Nobody ever has a, I mean, I, you would think you could open up a store in town that has hand-me-down, if everyone would bring them to you where you had enough in stock. Right. But I think so many people maybe just – I don't know what they do with them. I can't imagine. I've got them hanging in my storeroom downstairs of ones that they can't wear anymore that uh, they're not giveawayables because nobody right. else right. needs them. Well, there's a business idea for somebody sitting out there. Yeah. Open up a store to sell hand-me-down costumes for 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 a dance rehearsal. Well, I'll tell you what, Crystal. Let's just wear the same ones every year if you're <laughs> listening. Let's, so let's just wear the same ones. Or we can make real pretty T-shirts yeah. put their names on the yeah. back. They'd look real pretty in that. <laughs> well, we, we, we were originally going to have a guest with us, and, and that didn't work out for us. So we're, we're kind of winging it again here this week and changing things up a little bit. But we did have a uh, request from one of our, our loyal listeners um, that asked us to, to maybe reveal a little bit more information about ourselves. And they specifically asked about our favorite songs. So we thought we'd do, uh, uh, I think over the next few weeks, we'll probably do quite a few of these so you can get to know us a little bit better and our favorite this and that. But we're going to start off today with, with our favorite songs. Phil, do you want to go first with your top maybe song or two? Hey, if I if it has changed so many times over my life because I'm a big music lover. Um, I think I'm a guitar player, but I'm not when I hear people who actually can play. 
we have not I want to re, I want to make sure everybody knows we have not revealed to each other what our top songs are. We have not had a conversation about this yet. I'm wondering if there isn't a song that's going to be on both of our lists. If you tell me what it is, I'll 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 immediately tell you yes. There may be a song I think that might match up here. Like I said, now it has changed so many times over the years. I used I remember whenever I was about eh, 17 or 18, a country boy can't survive came out. I could listen to that for day after day after day. Anything Hank Williams Jr. and then I loved all Hank Williams Jr. from Collage to the to the Country Boy Can't Survive and anything he sang. I loved loved him. But there's another guy that. Anything he sings, I can listen to all day long. Is Garth Brooks? Yep, Any, I knew that was coming. Anything Garth Brooks. I, as a matter of fact, I've bought and wore out the um, Walmart pack that had yep. every song on it. You know, thing, and it's yep. got a lot. Of, you know, Garth doesn't sell his music. I mean, he, you have to buy his music online. Yeah, you don't own it. It's hard to find, yep. especially some of the songs that maybe weren't big hits. But some of his best songs are ones that weren't big hits. You can't find them. You can find other people singing them, but you go to right. YouTube or anywhere like that. Yep. If you want it, you're yep. going to have to pay for it. Yep. But I can listen to that whole Garth Brooks album still. So the song I was it. thinking was a Garth Brooks song that's on my list. So if you picked your top Garth Brooks song, what would it be? Well, it's a tough one. and so uh, I love uh, Friends in Low Places. Yep. Of course, that got you through. What, how old were we when our friends and how old was I? Well, I, was I would. About, I was in. I was in high school. So, so I was about college age. Guess what? I might have been doing a few times yeah. when the friends <laughs> in low places got played. <laughs> what dancing? <laughs> dancing. Yeah. No, I'm a good Baptist. I don't dance. Uh, but there's there's one that's um, she's gonna make it. Yep. It's one you can't find unless you buy the CD. Yep. It's probably one of my favorites. Okay. Um, no. My my number one was the Garth Brooks song. That was the one I thought that we might match up on. Oh, I, we it's did probably top three one, it's probably one my one A, one B, one C. What's the song? Yep, the dance. Yeah, yeah, love it. You know, we're going this Friday night. I don't know how we got this, but Lisa's mom's um, favorite guys, George Strait, and yep. George Strait's playing in Wichita, Wichita yep. on Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, I can't remember. Next, yep, uh, but we're going to it. And I'm tell you, when I was young, I loved George Strait. And I didn't have, don't listen to him as much now, just because I don't have any of his CDs or anything. Uh, and, and I and I don't play like you probably play a lot of this Pandora and things like that. I don't do yep. it a lot. I play Spotify off of YouTube or um, or I have the CDs in my truck of the guys that I love the most. But at one time, he was. Yep, I love I love George Strait. That he came, it was called Straight Out of the Box. I think it was four discs, if I remember right. Cut all of his number ones. There's like forty some number ones. That uh, was one that I wore out. I, I love, I, and and I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of George Strait's newer stuff. Say the last ten years or no, so. No, I like this but old stuff. Unwound and, and um, there morning. you go. Yep, all those. Uh, I loved old George Strait, and, and one of my favorite CDs I own. When he did his farewell concert tour, they recorded one. I don't remember. I think it was in Texas somewhere. It's probably in Arlington. I don't know, but uh, it's a very, very good CD if you're a George Strait fan. So, yeah. Do, so, do you outside of country? Do you have any others that you go to songs or stuff that you really love? So I, you know, when we were, if we talk specifically songs, if I if I told you I was going to list my five favorite songs, I, I put a little thought into this. Um, I I could come up with three that for me would be immediate. Um, I love Anything But Mine by Kenny Chesney. 
the dance was obviously one of them we talked about. And Back Where I Come From, from Kenny Chesney, is another song that I love. Um, I was kind of thinking about some newer stuff. I'm a, I'm a big Eric. I love Eric Church today. Yeah. And the other one that's, that's came on the last couple of years I love is who's Luke Combs. So uh, that's who she, the kid, she the got the best really of me. really like Luke Combs. Yeah, she got the best of me from Luke Combs. And it probably missed or misunderstood or maybe a record year from Eric Church or two songs I really like. Um, but those would be, you know, just from a standpoint of songs, I I, I, I really have gotten into Queen a lot lately. Um, so I've been listening Is to Is it them, because of the movie? A little bit, but I, I, I started listening to Queen quite a bit before then, but but the movie definitely helped out and, and hearing some of that stuff. So from your standpoint, if you if you said three or four of your favorite songs, what would it be? Of course, that's the Garth. Any, almost everything Garth. I just love everything he does. Uh, in, and in concert, maybe we'll talk about concerts some other time, but in, live in concert, he's the best. Oh, yeah. He's the most fun guy. To, we went and saw him in – we went and saw him in uh, Tulsa one night last year, and he was sold out completely. But he had so he was so backed up. He did two shows in the same night. Yep. And he still we were at the first show. He still extended it and brought Trisha out and sang ton more songs and overextended. Yes. People waiting outside didn't start till like eleven yes. o'clock at night. So he must have sang till one in the morning. Yep. He's an entertainer <coughs> and he truly cares. Yeah, he loves his audience about the fans. Yep. Um, I've always wanted to do this. You know, say I've gone to New York. Billy Joe plays Madison oh, Square Garden. Yeah. About right now he's doing it about once a month. I love the Piano Man. Yep. I could listen to it any day. And then uh, "Right with Me" by Nelly. Like that, pretty. Good. I forgot you were a Nelly fan. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I do remember that. Uh, it's kind of a weird combination. But when when me and Lisa first started dating, I had an old Ford pickup. Had an old Ford pickup truck, but it was. Um, it's a matter of fact that old Ford is sitting down in the parking lot at Planet Avenue right now, and it had a tape player in it. It's a 98 Ford. But uh, I had a Nelly. On our first date, I had a Nelly tape and the Bellamy Brothers. And as we went out on our first date, I played both, and she said, that's when I knew I loved you. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Philip and I a couple of times now have, have done some Bellamy Brothers karaoke together. So we, we both are, are I'm a roadie for the Bellamy Brothers. I've <laughs> went to see them in person probably eight times. They play in casinos. They'll play in small parks. Yep. They actually played around Kansas two or three places yep. we went and saw They're them. in Oklahoma quite a bit, too. Yep. yep. They're Florida guys, but you, and if you don't listen to the Bellamy Brothers, I promise you that you do, because most <laughs> people don't know what they sing, yep. and they have a lot of good old songs. Most uh, the one that one people always remember is, um, "If I said you had a beautiful yep. body, would you hold it?" I would say me? that with a redneck girl, yeah, probably a redneck yep. girl. But they have a lot of good songs. Well, I, and, and yeah, well, one of the other topics we'll talk about in the future is is some of the favorite concerts that we've been to, and and all that, but I would tell you, I've seen Billy Joel and Elton John together in concert twice. Yeah. That's going to be on my list when we have that conversation. Oh, yeah, so. I would think so. I've never seen them, but I would think that's one of the ones I dream of. I would like so. to have seen Nelly. He came somewhere close to here not far back. Now, I don't, he probably wouldn't do that first, that first uh, well, it was a tape back then. We didn't have CDs. Yeah. That was a tape. <laughs> uh, was Country Grammar. Yep. And you remember yep. Cedric the Entertainer got on yep. there and first thing, yep. hit me back. Yep. Riding around here in a big body bins with $3 worth of gas. <laughs> <laughs> so so we we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've, we've just got a few more minutes left. Um, but uh, so we talked about songs. Um, uh, you talked about artists. 
so outside of Nelly, obviously we're, as you can tell, we're big country fans, but is there somebody else that you would say, obviously Nelly, if you knew Philip, um, but didn't know that would, would kind of be out there, but is there anybody else that you listen to or that you're a fan of that you would say is kind of out there that you would think that nobody would expect that you like just from an artist standpoint? Oh, probably Billy Squire. <laughs> I was yeah. always a Billy Squire guy. Yeah. That, that one, uh, floored me just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved him. He, you know, he, he was probably, I graduated high school in 88. Billy Squire was on tour probably in the 85 to 90 in that range. And, uh, he was good. He was really good. Yeah. That, that was definitely surprising. So I think, <laughs> I think from my standpoint, mine would probably be, I, uh, I'm a big Elton John fan. I, I really like a lot of stuff he did. Kind of the same deal as as I mentioned with with uh, some of the other people where is like like George Strait where maybe not some of the stuff he's done in the last five or ten years but you go listen to some of the stuff he did in the seventies and early eighties big fan of that and then the other one that surprises a lot of people and this one was one this was a CD this is probably one of you know to play the desert island game or whatever you take a CD with you the one CD that I probably wore out more than any it was always in my six disc changer in my car when I was in high school. <laughs> was Boston's original oh, album. Yeah, I, love, I Boston. love Boston. I did too. So, and they they've gotten to the point too where they 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 play quite a bit of casinos and stuff down there in Oklahoma. Yeah. Kelly and I've been trying to get there cuz I'd really love to go see him in concert, haven't been able to do that yet. And uh, you know, Don Williams was one. He played here in Salina at the Steeple, I think two or three times. And I never I never got to see went, him, but I got to see Merle and here I, at the Steeple. I kick myself every time. When Me too. I, I love I rem- the old and it's weird. Yeah, he would sit in a chair like we're sitting in and just sit and have the whole concert. I went to a concert. I wouldn't have thought I was going to love it this much, but Friday night when we was out in Athens, we went to a Travis Trick concert, and I, and it was just yep. him with a guitar. He yep. does an acoustic tour. Yep. The place was completely packed, and it was probably twice the size of the Steeple. Uh, but he was unbelievable. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. He oh was just here gosh. in Sly not too long ago. I heard yeah. it's a pretty good show, but there wasn't a lot of people there. So, yeah, I, this place was packed. But he's from down right. just south. He's of, down there, yeah, south of uh, Atlanta. But, but that was a good one. There's, you know, how you can find music now that is not out on the radio. Yep. There's a guy by the name of Josh Ritter that um, I was watching a show called the. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those TBS shows. And I don't even think it's canceled anymore. But these people would come in the notebook, I think, and they would leave a note. I don't know if you ever watched the show where they mm-hmm. would they would leave a, a note about their stay in the hotel. Yep. But one of the songs that came on one night, and like I was saying a minute ago, I think I'm sort of a novice guitar player. I heard this song and I thought, man, that is the funniest song I've ever heard. And I tried to pick it up and I looked it up online and tried to learn how to play it. And uh, it's called uh, somebody look this up. I'm going to put it on our page next. It's called Getting Ready to Get Down by Josh Ritter. It's one of my probably top ten songs. I can listen okay. to it almost any time we get out. Uh, and it's just one that we randomly found. I liked it so much that I he was playing in the, um, the place that I told you I ate Brussels sprouts. The yep. day, the day yep. I, he was playing in Lawrence, and we ate Brussels sprouts that night and went down and watched Josh Ritter just uh, randomly. Hmm. And uh, he was packed, uh, so people know him, but he's not—he's not a radio guy. Yeah, I've he's never just, heard of him before, so yeah. He's—I uh, was surprised at his following, and people—you know—when you get in there, you realize everybody knows his songs or yep. knows their music. That's yep. which is sort of fun about a concert like that. And he was—it was sort of informal, where he just stood there yep. and, "Hey, what do y'all want to hear next?" <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You know, interesting thing about that. Uh, been we went to Nashville last year, and I and I'm a uh, as you know now I'm a big country music fan. Had a good time down there. 
and it, what was interesting to me, and I've, it's been a while since I've been to a place like that, is you know every all the people playing in the local bars and stuff all had their little stand with their with their iPad or iPhone yep. on there. So somebody would yell out a song and they pull it up there and you yep. know play it, but they didn't really play. Like they played it, but they didn't feel it. Like you could just tell they were just kind of going through the motions. Man, there was this one guy at this one bar, and you could yell out anything. And that guy knew how to play it. He didn't, didn't need an iPad. iPod nope. Nope. He'd just start playing it. He would sing that thing, and that guy would put every ounce of energy he had into that song. And I, I'll have to see if I can find him because I think I like this Facebook page. Um, Were you down but, on the strip across yeah, from the Tennessee? Yeah, down on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going there next month for my uh, Express Employment has their yearly international conference. At Gaylord? At the Gaylord. Yep. And we're going to – my birthday is over that time, and so uh, there's going to be a few of us go, stay a day or two extra and go down to Broadway and hang out in those music places because I've only done it once in my life, but it's one of the funner nights because yep. the music is just unbelievable, even though they're probably triple-A guys instead of the, in the big leagues yet, but they're yep. on their way to being big leaguers, a lot of yep. them. They're good music. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, they, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Have you been to the Gaylord in Nashville before? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I'll yep. give you a hint. They're, they now have an app that you can download on your phone so you can point where you're at, where you're going, and it'll direct you. That place is so big. I get lost did in there so you, many times. Uh, did you remember that the as you're walking around, there's probably six hotels. Each hotel has a different colored yeah. carpet. Yeah. Red, yep. gold, blue, yep. green, <laughs> something like that. The first time we went, we knew our room was like 518. Right. We hit there's three hotels. <laughs> we hit three 518s before we found our room. Yep. So, <laughs> so we knew to, it was a red 518. So as you just heard, Philip's got a big birthday coming up. So we got it. We got some parties coming up for that. So I'm sure in our future podcast, we'll probably have some some conversations and and hopefully some funny stories about uh, some of those things. So well, the, the the we're about out of time here. So the last thing I've got um, before we uh, sign off here today is is the the recipe of the podcast that I do at the end of every podcast and. And uh, I had uh, one of our loyal listeners um, is vegan, and she asked me, is there anything that you do that would be vegan that you could that you could throw out there? And as I mentioned, my wife is vegetarian. She is not vegan. Tell me the difference. I believe. Just so that the people out there can well, know. So, so I think vegetarian is you don't eat meat. Yeah. When you get yeah. to the vegan standpoint, I believe it's you don't do animal products. Okay. So, so milk, butter, cheese, milk. butter is yeah. a big one. Those kind of things. You can't. You don't eat anything that comes from an animal. Not just the flesh of an animal, but you don't eat anything that comes from the animal. So this recipe, I would say, is vegetarian. I, I actually believe it's vegan, to be honest with you. Um, and and I'll put a link to the recipe. But my wife started making this about a year and a half ago, and. It's one of the few vegetarian dishes that she's made that I would say I really enjoy. I, I love pot pies. Love pot pies, especially yep. in the wintertime. So uh, she does a pot pie that's meatless. And I'm telling you right now, I, when she first told me about this, I, no, 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 can't do it. Love chicken pot pies. It's got to have chicken in there. <laughs> it's not going to be the same. But uh, it actually does not have any meat in it, and it is you don't miss it at all. It tastes just like a chicken pot pie would without the chicken. So uh, I'm not going to go into the the 
uh, all the measurements and the ingredients and stuff like that. I'll, I'll, I'll post a link to it because she got it offline. It's actually from Trisha Yearwood, to be honest with you. That's where she got the recipe was was one of her cookbooks. What gives it the flavor if there's no chicken in it? What's the Man, give you me just a hint? Put vegetables and, and broth. And, and the, the one thing that I, I would say, I think when she makes it, I think she uses butter to make the roux to, to thicken yeah. it up. Um, and, and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's, there's substitutes for, for vegans on, from the butter. She's, she's a vegetarian. Does she ever eat kale? Uh, on occasion. Um, she's got a, she's got a, actually before she was vegetarian, she used to eat a lot of, she made this sausage and kale soup yeah. that she really liked. Um, I, I, I enjoy kale when it's cooked. I, I can't eat it raw. It's just, I, I just, I have never ate it before until this weekend. Our friends down in Georgia make it and they act like they make it all the time. It must be more popular there than. Because I've never had anybody make it for me. She yep. just baked it in the oven and hmm. brought it out, and it was kind of crispy, yep. whatever. Yep. Okay. But, yeah. And I thought it was okay. I don't know if I'd go crazy about it, but it was okay. But Lisa told me this week, do not talk so much about food, Philip. Yeah. So I'm going to shut up real quick. <laughs> I, I, also I got said, some of those comments, too. Do you have um, – do you have any more to say about that recipe? No, I was just going to say that, you know, it, I mean, basically you, you – it's carrots, peas, potatoes, a lot of potatoes in there, celery, kind of cook it on the stove top, mix it with the roux and, and some some uh, uh, broth and stuff like that. What's really cool about it, you just go buy a, a frozen pie crust. You yeah. Buy a couple of frozen pie yep. crust and cook the, you know, the, the crust for a little bit, dump all that filling you cook in there, put the other pie crust across the top of it, bake it in the oven. Delicious. Okay. Don't miss the meat at all. Well, we uh – Kevin, so this hour goes by fast because we also wanted to talk a little bit about this week about kids. So I'm going to make it a, a uh, priority that we get to some stuff on the kids next uh, next podcast in a couple of weeks. Uh, all of my kids just went without me and Lisa at home. The Sadie Hawkins dances this past yep. weekend. They all, of course, had a date, which we talked about that. But everybody, they went as a friend group, basically. Um but they all went out without mom and dad in town. And so uh, er thankfully everything turned out just fine. We had a friend come over from Denver, Lisa's high school friend, Jennifer, and she uh, she watched them for us and helped the girls get ready and everything. But I want to get into that, talking about some of this uh, <laughs> dating both ways and yeah. the groups and the, all that kind of things. On, on our, uh, I promised our next uh, podcast, I want to get into that just a little bit and Here's some of the other parents' thoughts out there on some of these kids dating and things like that. Yep. Well, we'll put some things on the podcast. We, you know, as we mentioned, we'd like to hear about uh, New Year's resolutions, how that's going for you, what's worked, what's hasn't, any funny stories that any of our listeners has over those kind of things. We got any Chiefs fans, maybe some 49ers or Packers fans you want to you want to spout off, feel free to uh, to go on there and post and and everybody loves a little trash talk every, every well, once we'll in a know, while. By the time you're listening, we'll know who they're playing. So throw your predictions out there. So you must think it's going to take me a while to edit this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't be done by 7.30 tonight. tonight. No, nope, I will not. We have you're to right. go up and watch this game. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening uh, to episode number seven, and we'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and, and joining our, our uh, Facebook page. And, and as always, feel free to, to jump in on the conversation, anything you uh, – I hope you guys have understood and, and heard that when, when we do get some suggestions from some of our listeners, we, we're more than happy to fulfill those requests when we have time and it makes sense. So don't don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know what you think, what you want to hear from us, and, 
and we'll 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 do our best to accommodate that. Anything else you want to say before nope, we go? Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.